Blog Talk Radio. to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. One of the most important doctrines in the New Testament has to do with the doctrine of eternal security. Believing ones have eternal security in Christ or within the sphere of Christ. Paul uses this prepositional phrase, in Christ, within his 13 letters, upwards of 148 times. So this phrase, the in Christ, we have the Greek preposition in, E-N, and then we have the object of the preposition, Christ. So, e, uh, the Greek preposition en has to do with position, and this demarcates for believers, or this points out for believing ones, their position. We are said to be in Christ. This preposition in is also a preposition of rest. So you and I, as believing ones, rest within the sphere of Christ. So E-N has to do with location, or we say locative or sphere, and also it is a preposition of rest. We rest in Jesus. We rest in Jesus from the ravages of sin. Rest in Christ from the ravages of death. We have eternal security in him. So, in John's Gospel, chapter 6, Jesus says these words in verse 37. John, chapter 6, verse 37. All that the Father giveth to me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Now, in the Greek, when we read the words, I will in no wise cast out, uh, we have what we call a strong double negative or a strong double negative of negation. And so the one who comes to Jesus and is saved, by Jesus, this one has eternal security in Christ. So it is very important that believing ones understand this very important position of truth. Now, what the New Testament writers do not 
speak about uh, are individuals. Well, they do speak about them, but these individuals are not said to be in Christ. The Those who are religious, and <clears throat> there's merely religious veneer, they may uh, say the name of Christ. Uh, they may profess the name of Christ. But the emphasis in the New Testament is on those who confess, confess the name of Christ. For instance, in 1 John 1, 9, we read uh, that whosoever confesses his sin, that or to be in a homo legato, to be in agreement with God that he has sinned. Uh, and so it is in that sense that this word confession is used in the New Testament. Confession is for believers only, not for the merely religious, not for those uh, who, are, who are involved in religious veneer. We are in Christ. And so Jesus said, all that the Father hath uh, given to me shall come to me, and him that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. Please read also Psalm 2710 and Psalm 30. So these verses are well worth studying and meditating upon. That is, because they point out the eternal security of the believer. Now, in 1 John uh, chapter 5, we read another very important verse. Uh, there's another very important verse for believers to understand. And this also uh, speaks to the eternal security of believers. So in John 5, 1 John, 1 John 5, 18, we read, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. So, and he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. So look at this word. Look at this verse very carefully. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. Now, First John chapter 1 says that who, the one who says that he does not sin uh, does not know God. The sense in this verse is the one who practices sin habitually. The Greek word sinner, the Greek word harmartalos, speaks of one who is devoted to the practice of sin. Real believers, real believing ones, are not devoted to the practice of sin. Okay? So we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. That is, is he or she does, is not devoted to the practice of sin. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself or guards himself, and that wicked one, that wicked one touches him not. So, um, the verse in verse 18 we have, and that wicked one touches him not. Uh, the Greek word here is tomai, hap tomai, and it means the hand. It means to the handling of an object so as to exert a modifying influence upon it. And so the enemy, the devil, cannot do this to a believer. He cannot touch a believing one 
so as to modify or to change his or her relationship with the living Christ. We are, are in organic union with Christ. We are in a conjoint relationship with the living and resurrected Christ. We have eternal life in Jesus. Okay, uh, John 3, Jesus never promised uh, everlasting life. The Greek word is eternal life. We have eternal life through Jesus. Eternal life. And so, because we have eternal life in Jesus, we have eternal security in Christ. Now, there are believers who do not live who do not live the spiritual life. They are said to be uh, in the flesh, and God deals with them in a particular manner. Okay, there are those who profess to be believers and are not real believers. But then there are the sarkinoi, that is the uh, the believers who are in the flesh, and so they live uh, the way the pe- people in the world live, and it is difficult to uh, distinguish them from those in the world because these believers are in the flesh. They are living a psychological life. Uh, please reference the book of Jude. They are psychological ones. They live according to the flesh. Believers who are spirit-filled, and mind you, these, these fleshly believers are saved. They are saved individuals, but they are living according to the flesh. And God deals with them in a certain manner. Uh, please read uh, Paul's letter to Galatians chapter 5. He says some very important things uh, for those uh, who who are living in the flesh. And so uh, I just want to be very clear about this. Okay? And so God wants you and I to be spiritual believers because of our new position in Christ, because of whose we are and who we are. Jesus gave his life on a Roman gibbet so that you and I can have access to the tree of life, which is Jesus himself. This is a very serious relationship that we have. He drew his blood purchased us out of the slave market of so therefore Paul writes we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh we are debtors and that word is is a Greek banking term we are debtors to God for his so great salvation to do what we are to live godly spirit filled purposeful lives Godly, spirit-filled, purposeful lives while we are in the cosmos is very important that you and I understand this doctrine of eternal security in Christ and what it means. Meditate upon it. It has to be uh, go deep into one's soul. We have security in Christ. He has made us secure. 
He, Jesus said, he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Jesus has said that no one can pluck you from uh, my hand. And so we have that security. What does that mean for your life? How should you then live, as Francis Schaeffer would say? How should we then live before the watching world? You and I are debtors before God to live lives that are well-pleasing to God. How can we do this? Through the energy of the flesh? Through saying, well, I want to be a good person? No. It is actively understanding that we must be spirit-filled. And this and understanding that this is a normative behavior uh, for believers. Being spirit-filled is normative, not abnormal for believers. This is to be our normal way of being so that we might produce fruits unto God or the Spirit of God produces his fruit in our lives uh, when we have yielded ourselves. To God, and so therefore God can God can use us. We do by the by the surrender of the will. Our we must surrender our wills to God. We must surrender our will wills to the Spirit. Indeed, the New Testament writers call themselves uh, in their letters uh, douloi or slaves of God. That is one whose will is swallowed up in the will of another. This is the way they saw themselves. Doulos, singular, or douloi, plural. You and I have the same obligation imposed upon us. We are not our own. We were bought with a price. Price of our salvation was the very life of the Son of God. If you are saved today, now is the day to make that decision to surrender your will to God so that you can begin to allow the Spirit to produce its fruit in your life. Good afternoon. Well, good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich. Have a wonderful day.